This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Empire. A solution for turning a blacktop into a multi-sport surface. They diamond cut the asphalt and excavate uh, a, a little trench and then slide the goal system into place and level it and then backfill it with the, the dirt they dug out and then put a little bit of blue stone in there for any water that, that seeps through the bottom of it. Finish it with concrete, take it to grade, and um, you know, in, in two days, one thing can be five things. That's Kyle Martino, former U.S. soccer national team member and founder of Golfer, who is hoping to provide access to sports to all players. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The technology behind Golfer is interesting, but for me, the conversation about the mission that Kyle Martino has with this product is worth the listen. In a time where cost to accessible high-level youth sports is rising and building a participation barrier, Martino is hoping this is the first of many solutions. Our guest this week is Kyle Martino, who had a long distinguished soccer career in the MLS and a member of the U.S. men's national team who has now founded Golfer, which is a really cool, technologically advanced, game-changing subterranean goal system that will transform an average court into a multi-sport surface in seconds. Hey, Kyle, how are you? I'm good. What's happening? All right, where did this come from? Actually, you know what? I use the word subterranean, and I already know that people are going, what is that? So why don't, why don't I, you I take like us that. through? It, it makes it sound like very, it's like science fiction-y. I know. So, it's, yeah, that's it, a cool way. Yeah, sort of. It, it's definitely not fiction-y. It might be a little science-y. Why don't you explain what Golfer is? <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, Golfer is a, is a patented goal system that um, I, I designed that's kind of like a handle on a suitcase if you're looking for a visual um, you know. It, uh, it, it gets installed under basketball hoops, and when kids aren't using it, it goes into the ground, and you can hardly tell it's there. And when uh, kids or big kids like me are, are, are using it, they uh, open the, the cover and, and pull it up and play street soccer, street hockey, handball, cross, whatever they want on a blacktop. Um, and I had no intention of becoming an inventor or designing it, <laughs> I just had a, a a rather rude Parks and Rec director uh, basically try to get me out of his office by saying, well, when you design something that disappears, like come back and talk to me. <laughs> All right, and you chose what under the hoop because that is what the area where kids who are playing basketball are least likely to land, stand, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll kind of go back even even further. Um, you know, I, I ran for U.S. Soccer President almost five years ago, and, and the issue of consequence out, out of that election, I clearly didn't win. Um, that I wanted to tackle was, you know, a- access to the game and um, 
I just very quickly found a low-cost, high-impact solution that's been proven in every country but this one. And taking our vast inventory of underutilized hardscape and um, and simply basketball hoops. So every country that I've traveled to to play the game or uh, in, in my free time, all of those countries have soccer goals under the basketball hoops. I, I guess you could say they have basketball huh. hoops over their soccer goals. But either way... <laughs> I mean, it's just, just a proven concept that's been around for a long time to make uh, multi-sport possibilities free and spontaneous and, and close to kids that, that need it most and struggle to access organized sport. And so uh, I, I kind of started by, by started, by, I started by founding over under initiative thinking, well, parks and rec groups are going to say, of course, yeah, this is great. And I'm just going to find the company that makes these and we're going to install them. And yeah, it didn't, didn't really go, go that way. And so you know, a basketball court is the perfect dimensions to play street hockey or street soccer. And, um, you know, the, the hoop goosenecks and, and goes well out over the end line. So, you know, installing a, a goal on the end line would not be disruptive to basketball play. But, yeah, I, I, um, I had to assuage the, the issues and the liability concerns and and really just the, the – um, predisposition to not want to say yes of a lot of groups yeah and you know to design something that not only goes under a basketball hoop but disappears and you hardly know it's there uh when it's not being used so what's the installation process is it arduous at all how does someone install one of these things um yeah it's 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 really easy it's, it's a, a two-day process and um you know much like putting a utility pipe in the ground you know groups that that uh you don't have to explain to them how to do this. Essentially, take the the goal system lives in an encasement, so it's kind of like a you know like a, like a, a horseshoe in a in a in a horseshoe shaped box. And um, they diamond cut the asphalt and excavate uh, a a little trench, and then slide the goal system into place and level it, and then backfill it with the, the dirt they dug out and then put a little bit of blue stone in there for any water that, that seeps through the bottom of it, finish it with concrete, take it to grade. And, um, you know, in, in two days, one thing can be five things. So you said you're not a designer yet here you are doing this. How, how did this, how did this, how do you kind of come around to how did this happen? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I just discovered something about myself that's always been there, but you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the good version of having an allergy that you never knew you had until you took a bite of something and, and, and your face puffed up. So it's like, <laughs> I just never knew I had a mind for this, but when I think back, I've always been fascinated with, you know, the mechanics of things and, and always had an, an, a creative engineer mind and, and would stop and, you know, play with latches or lift things up or open things or close things, just fascinated with how things work. And um, when I couldn't find a company that made something, I one night woke up with an idea and made a, it was kind of like seventh grade science fair. I, I made a cardboard model of the first prototype in my kitchen at 4 a.m. Huh. and found a group that makes sports equipment in Milwaukee named Keeper Goals that all the other groups laughed me out of the room. And they were like, yeah, there's no way you can do this, but we'll help you try to figure it out. And so, yeah, it was just, it was really accidental. Um, and, you know, if you saw my, my R&D folder on my phone, I, I just, I spent four months just drawing and designing all the different ways you could do this. And, uh, and yeah, it was 
officially named an inventor in the in the document that patents my system you know with that that title right next to my name um you know for a few years now you have um something called the over under initiative which is a nonprofit that is all about health and wellness and for kids and increasing access to sports obviously this kind of falls into the same idea like why has has this um purpose been meaningful for you I mean, it's been meaningful because, you know, when I grew up, um, the, the game was easier to find, uh, more enjoyable to, to play, and it was spontaneous, it was local, it was free, and, um, you know, that, that's how I found, fell in love with and became good at playing soccer, and, like, my story is, 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 um, is really the typical story of almost every soccer player in the world until our country decided to package the most inclusive uh, blue collar sport on the planet, you know, the greatest health and wellness instrument on the planet as a, as a organized expensive thing to do that had to be done on big fields with a a lot of equipment and a lot of personnel in order to facilitate that. And so, you know, um, it's meaningful to me because I know how powerful this game can be and has changed my life in so many ways. And the idea that it's become a privilege of, of those that can afford it and not the right of every kid, I just to have any impact on reversing that trend and, and inviting kids that need sport into this incredible game through something I, I created is, is obviously you know, special and, and humbling. And, um, and yes, yeah, just just makes me feel it's all been worth it, the hard work. Um, It is in nine sites in seven different cities. Um, You've talked about how getting people to say yes at various stages is always the hardest part. What do you need? Do you need people to fund it? Like, like where, where does that all come in? Do you need the money to show up to say, we'll do this for you because it'll be good for your community? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, So, and, and, you know, Wikipedia or wherever you're getting this from, you know, money be from us, can't even keep up with, you know, we're, 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 um, we're, we're now in, in 13 cities and, it, and it's, it's while it's going fast. And I'll, I'll say what unlocks it is initially um, I, I could have grown. Um, I could have grown at the enterprise a lot faster by going to private locations and making a for-profit company. But um, it, it was so important for me that this was truly a public option that anyone could use it and walk up and, and turn a court into a, a street soccer court. So, the most important people historically in making this possible have been the gatekeepers to those facilities. So, you know, directors of parks and rec, um, you know, the uh, superintendents of schools or principals of schools that uh, fall under uh, Department of Education that become public property after school hours. Like these are the people that uh, hold the keys to the hardest thing to get, which is a yes. And we either can get the yes because we're funding it. Or getting the yes helps us raise the money to be able to fund it. But you know, the, the nonprofit um, for me was to make sure that that cost was never the reason that this solution wasn't available for for kids in public spaces. A, a recent um, a recent development, which is really exciting, is, is you know the nonprofit will continue to do this, and it's about thirty thousand dollars to do uh, to do a court, you know, to to um, make the goals, ship them to the location and install them. And um, what's really exciting is the goal system, Golfer. I've always held on to the IP because I was just so worried selling it to some big big box um, retailer or sports equipment company was going to 
I mean, they, they would just go to private locations where yeah. I feel like it, it was not going to immediately solve the problem. But Patrice Evra, a very famous and successful soccer player, an incredible humanitarian who you know won the World Cup with France and Premier League and Champions League with um, Manchester United. He, he came on recently as a co-founder of Golfer, seeing how um, the area he grew up in north of Paris has, has developed and created some of the greatest players ever. And it was responsible for almost half of the French national team at any given time. He didn't start playing organized soccer until he was 15. And um, you know, he, he's come on for us to get the funding to allow Golfer to become an instrument that anyone can buy and install. So you know, that, that, that's the next piece of this is you know, there's a lot of groups that would like to to have this in a facility that's either private or public, but we just don't have the speed to get to them, and 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 we we don't have the bandwidth to have scale at that level. And um, now we're now we're funding so that over under initiatives can can live as a foundation and and support uh, an enterprise that um, you know if, if someone wants it, they can buy it and they can put it in wherever they want. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I mean, I know it's not part of the mission, but I was listening to you and I'm sitting there going, how many people, and this goes back to privilege, have come to you and said, I want one of these in my backyard. And I mean, a lot, a lot of people and like, you know, listen, I think if you're going to compare it to a piece of, of technology on the sports side uh, from an equipment standpoint, that has been innovative. Like the last version of anything like this was that was the, you know, the, the retractable hoop, right? And all of a sudden everyone had this basketball hoop in their in their yard they could dunk on and lift up for for the adults and pull down for the kids like um yeah there's definitely going to be people that want these in their driveway or their backyard and that'll be part of it but my real mission is to allow the for-profit side of golfer to exist because groups like parks and rec um as the largest purchasers of of sports equipment right you know when when any court or any any public a facility is is uh, renovated. You know the, the the grass, the fencing, the water fountain, the lights. Those are all for-profit companies, and so the, the best way to get this in front of as many kids to get to enjoy it for free is, is to allow groups to put this in a preferred vendor system. So anytime a, a school um, or or park or recreational or a recreation center is renovated or updated. It's just a no-brainer to drag this goal system in into a a cart of a lot of other equipment that's needed to create an athletic facility. So that's the big end game for us, where where we truly feel uh, the the paradigm will shift, and it will be strange for a blacktop not to have something that turns it into five athletic facilities rather than just one um do, do you see a way to do this on a grass field is that is that a yeah. that you can do yeah for sure yeah i mean it's funny the first the first um field test of one of the prototypes was installed in my in my in my backyard um and, it, and i feel like if you go way back in some of the videos you can see me with my kids in the backyard testing it and so yeah i mean it, it's it's um it's very easy to understand how there's, there's many 
subterranean or, you know, think of your refrigerator or uh, other things that, that get, get paneled and hidden pretty easily. It's just about whatever the surface is, whether it's wood, artificial grass, you know, you, you can, you can hide this thing pretty easily by just paneling the cover. All right. Last thing I'll let you go. Um, it, it struck me when you, you said something about how what this sport can do, soccer specifically in communities. And so if you'll indulge me for a moment, I just want to ask you one sports question where the run of the U.S. women's national team ended in the World Cup. They've been a ridiculously dominant force for such a long period of time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you see the future for that, and I'm not sure that it matters. I, I wonder if you could put into context what you think that that soccer team has meant to global sports over the last 30, 40 years? Well, um, it, it, it's, it's a legacy and a dynasty that's not, that's not done. Um, you know, the, the, the tough part as, as, a, as a former U.S. soccer player and lover of the team and supporter of the, the women's national team, um, I'm you know, bummed my team isn't in the tournament anymore, but it's because the rest of the the world has now invested in women's soccer like our country has all along. And if I know our national team, um, this is going to make them better falling out of the tournament earlier than they ever have in the past. Um, But, you know, Mia Hamm was one of my heroes. 99 was one of the moments that, that, you know, really at a, at a crucial inflection point as a young player aspiring to be a pro, that, that was one of the things that really got me excited. And uh, I think activated so many people in this country that now love soccer because of that. And, um, you know, the, the U S women dropping out, the silver lining is it, it's not because they're a lot worse. It's just because the rest of the world is getting a lot better. And women's soccer, when you look at the sellouts and the record breaking crowds and ratings, I mean, it, it's something where clearly if we would have invested all along in it, the way legislation like Title IX forced investment, this is this is where this incredible sport will be. So I'm 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 super excited to see how our women respond and you know what knocking out the world power does for women's soccer around the world. Kyle Martino's longtime professional soccer player, U.S. national team member, and the developer of Golfer. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. On the next Future Sport Podcast, we'll revisit how a protective device worn in football practice is limiting head injuries. I know that a lot of youth leagues wear them in games. I know that there's high schools that are now wearing them in scrimmages, seven on seven. Um, a couple, you know, a couple teams have players that on return to play protocols that will wear them in games. It just depends state to state and what their regulations are. That's Erin Hansen. She and husband Lee founded Guardian Caps, the standard of protective gear worn by all NFL teams. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.